Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Gateway to Cinema, the spin-off of the far more popular podcast reboot already underway, the Gadget Boy and Heather, to the main podcast's Inspector Gadget. So, where do you find all of these spin-offs? <laughs> I just... Wikipedia. Okay. You, you just gotta follow the links. That's fine, because I... I don't know about this. Is this like a... Live action? Is this like cartoon? No, it's a cartoon. Okay. Like not the not the Inspector Gadget Matthew Broderick live action movie, but like the, the cartoon at the spin-off. Matthew Broderick killed a man. <laughs> I just wanna point out. Where did that even start? Uh I don't remember. Because I remember the whole uh like Manchester by the sea leading into Matthew Broderick should just be in random scenes of more movies now. But I don't remember where this part came in. I don't know. I think it was something about me wanting people not to like The Lion King. And I'm like, every time you hear Simba's voice, that's the voice of a man who killed people. (laughs) I don't know. Whatever. He did his time. Not really. But, you know, it's been years and he hasn't killed anyone else. So, like, he's probably fine. (laughs) Uh, We're off to a great start off already. So... I don't. I don't even know. See, you, you. You fault me for not knowing how to do transitions on this show, but when we just like start off talking about Matthew Broderick having murdered someone, man, I don't know exactly how to Excuse how to then me, transform sir. that into. Hey, I'm your host, Aaron Hahn, joined as always by Jacob Lacey. We got to stretch it to its outer edges, if that makes sense. It does make sense. Are you just adding if that makes sense yeah. to the end of uh, Yeah. That does make sense. Because we are once again talking about one of the films from the list of 100 movies I once made for Lacey to watch. Films that are interesting introductions to the larger world of cinema. And this week, we're going for a film that some might call too indie. But I think it has a lot of charm, and I think that Lacey might have enjoyed this because it has I don't know we'll, we'll, we'll see but we're looking at the what is this 2014 film? yeah I think so 2014 film Frank All right. so Lacey uh, uh, yeah I don't know prove me right that you might have gotten something out of this film so speaking of movies that I knew literally nothing about going in, like we talked about with Batman last week, I'm like, I know who Batman is, that's it. This one, I knew the mask, or the head, or whatever. Like, I had mm-hmm. seen this on Netflix, and I had it in my list. I'm like, I'll watch this eventually, it looks kind of cool. Um, just because the mask. <laughs> yeah. He's got a cool mask, or a head. I don't even know what you'd call it. I guess a head. Well, isn't that, isn't that the point of the film? Is it his head, or is it his mask? And, uh... Um... Worked all the better, I think, not knowing anything about it. Just diving in and seeing what I find in in its inner workings. Mm -hmm. Didn't expect Don Hall Gleason to be in it. I was like, whew, there you are, Don Hall Gleason, I like you. Good actor. Okay, if we're going to make it through this podcast, you're going to have to start pronouncing his name correctly. What is it? It's going to bother me. The, the, basically, the M is silent. So it's like, don't know. Yeah, Dom Hall. No. 
Alright, one more time. This, this is why we can't watch any films. One, one just, just take out the um. Don't know. Don't haul. No. Because it's the H and then the N. Are you sure about that? D O M H N A L L. Just drop the M. I'm silent. Don't know. The M or the N? The M. So it's Donal. Yes. <laughs> oh, wait, that's what you've been saying? Yes. Donal. Okay, Donal. And this is what... I, I just need to, you know, make sure we get this established. <laughs> because usually when we're, like, bringing him up in, like, the main podcast, mm-hmm. I let it slide. But this time he's in the starring role. Uh-huh. So it's going to bug me if we don't. Uh... I just want to make it clear that I, I probably will accidentally keep calling him Domhall Gleason, <laughs> but I'm gonna try. So uh, Donal, uh, Donal, yeah, that's all I ask. Didn't expect him to be in there. He's a good actor, I like him a lot. Maggie Gyllenhaal, didn't expect to see her. And the title lead, the ti- the title character played by a person I don't think I should say until spoilers, because I didn't know who it was. And then mm-hmm. seeing it, I was like, what? Uh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I was blown away. That performance, he, like, he, like, just becomes that role. I would never mm-hmm. have guessed that that was him. So that was, that was a great part. That was a, that's a good part of the movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just a weird movie, man. It I, is. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Maybe not as much... We'll get to it in spoilers, but it didn't strike me nearly as much as I was kind of expecting it to. Mm-hmm. So we'll... Uh, we'll get there. But uh, it's overall very interesting story. Um, still not really... Like, I just finished watching this. So I'm still not really sure what to take from it yet. I'm hoping maybe you have some in some insight into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so recommend from Amia. Good. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I guess I was kind of similar with like going into this film, like no expectations. I knew like, oh, this is a film about like the guy in the giant paper mache head or whatever. And I also didn't know, like, who was under that head or stuff like that. But, yeah, I put this on the list because I think, I think I had watched it, like, really recently before assembling this list. Oh, okay. So it was kind of very, like, fresh in my mind. And I was like, yeah, it was an enjoyable movie. It's funny. It's weird. I wanted to, like, you know, add some variety, variety to this list and be like, some you know. Variety. Variety. But like you know, to yeah, to shake things up a little bit, you got you got to put in like those uh, two indie films, you know. It's, it's too indie. I, I don't like that. That's a thing that you've <laughs> gone with. It's not even like a real thing. But... No, I know, but you're trying to make it a thing, <laughs> and I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, well, see, I made the Bye Bye Man a thing. No. So like, it's it's totally a thing. Did you not? Did you not see all the Bye Bye Mans? This Halloween, you know, it's I, such it's such an easy outfit because you just wear like this black cloak and then like a yellow hoodie, 
and like some weird yeah. like brown pants or something. And then you just paint your face. Yeah, like that's like Aaron, that's, that's what a professional Aaron, that's bye costume bye designer came up with. That's bye bye man appropriation. We can't do that. Okay, that's <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> you're you're more so, you're more socially conscious than this, Aaron. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, so yeah, it's a. Uh, so it's a fun film. It's an uh, interesting film. Definitely great performances, especially from the man under the head. Mm-hmm. And I thought that this might be something that you would particularly appreciate, because I'm not, I'm not sure how much you still keep up with like music and playing music and writing your own music, but certainly for a while, that was a big part of your life. Yeah, it is. It still is. I'm not like in the same thing. You know, it's not the same anymore, but music, I mean, obviously, some of my favorite movies of all time are either about music or heavily feature music, and certainly music is an inspiration. I I mean, literally anyone can say that. It's not like, oh, I'm just so into music, it's crazy. No, but, uh, you know, it's like things like Guardians of the Galaxy, I have like a way bigger appreciation for, just because of the music in it. Or even like a movie like Thor Ragnarok when Immigrant Song comes out. I'm like, you instantly won like 70 points right there. I don't know how I'm scoring movies, but that's apparently a thing. 70 points to uh, a Thor man. Um, 70 bumps? 70 bumps. 70 bumps? I, uh, dude, I got goosebumps. I'm not going to lie. And that's where... <sighs> Let's get into spoilers and then I'll start talking about that. Okay. So yeah, uh, if you have not seen this film, recommended by the both of us, and it's on Netflix. Mm -hmm, But uh, if you have seen this film or just don't care, we're going to talk about now a little in-depth with spoilers. So So, yeah, uh, what's your first, uh, the thing you wanted to get to? The the music. Or or did you want to start with uh, the reveal of who is under the mask? Let's start there. It's uh. It's Michael Fassbender. It is Michael Fassbender. What? <laughs> like, okay. But, like, wow. That's, like, such a different role for him. And it he, is. But, like... Nails it. He's so good in it. Mm-hmm. I wonder like, what... he, just, he just commits to it. Yeah. Like, the whole uh, make something likable or whatever, that scene... Where he's like playing the song and he's like, it's likable. It's my most likable song yet. It's just like <laughs> that pure joy that's in his voice. It's like so real. Yeah, he has he has that like great, that's the important part of the character is he's literally like so enthusiastic about like every little tiny thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even proven by the song at the very end. Mm-hmm. It just sings about the wall. <laughs> um... Yeah, I guess that's that's where I'm like, ugh. I, I think I had weird expectations going in, knowing that it was a movie about music. And I was like, oh, am I going to get some great songs out of this? No. No. <laughs> but that's not the point. And like, right. once I realized that, I was like, okay, that's fine. But did, you, I, did you not like the music? <laughs> I mean, it was all right. <laughs> it, was, uh, like, it was like a Yoko Ono song. <laughs> yeah, no. It, uh, no. Very if you're if you're into like the more experimental kind of stuff, it's, it's 
Yeah. I mean, some of it was actually pretty good. Like, some of them I was like, okay, I could jam to this. But it's Michael Fassbender's <laughs> vocals in it that kind of is like, ooh, yikes. This is just him saying words. <laughs> like, this isn't really a music. But then again, what is a music? Exactly. That's, uh, that's a good point. Uh, the part that I wanted to say didn't hit me as hard as I... Like, it's just one of those things where, like, the end of this movie happens. And, like, I can tell this is a really emotional moment. And I was like, this is going to make me cry, isn't it? And then it didn't. And I was like, oh, okay. I feel like for some reason I just missed it, if that makes sense. It's not like the movie's fault. It's more like something just, I somehow I just missed the, uh, uh, the, the road to Feelsville. Yeah, I mean, I don't think, like, you necessarily have to have, like, a huge, like, breaking out into tears well, moment no. to be like, okay, it's a good movie. No. But I do agree that it's just kind of like, I don't, I don't know, I don't want to just say, like, oh, it's kind of like the expected note for this film to end on, but it is, mm-hmm. I don't know, it, it does very, I think the film is a lot stronger at, like, the beginning than it is at the end. I think yeah. it's very much, it, it comes out of the gate really strong. It's like, what is going on in this movie? Who is this man under this hood or whatever? And then as you go on, it kind of starts drifting into more expected territory, mm-hmm. especially towards the end. <laughs> I can't repeat this line on the podcast, <laughs> but one of the biggest laughs is when they're about to do the South by Southwest show. And he's like, I've got to get my stuff on. And then he goes mm-hmm. and he comes out and he's if you remember the line <laughs> I can't I can't say it on the podcast no, I, understand. Um, I understand but uh yeah that was a big laugh but, uh, uh, when he's writing the music in the very beginning of the movie he's like lady in the red coat what's in the bag I was like hashtag relatable <laughs> I do that all the time <laughs> I'm just like I sing my thoughts oh yeah <laughs> What is in that bag, man? Don't make me look in there. <laughs> Just tell me. Um, yeah, that's great. Um, trying to figure out where to go from here. Okay. Um, really unexpected. When the uh, dude hangs himself. <laughs> I was like, okay, this yep. movie took a... Uh, Took a turn real quick. <laughs> I was like, okay, it's kind of this goofy, wacky, uh, like, uh, musical comedy. And then, oh, someone kills themselves. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Not what I was expecting. Yeah, this is definitely a very, this is definitely a weird tone throughout this movie. Yeah. Because it's like, it wants to both be the really quirky, too indie comedy film, but also you know, gets into a lot of heavy material. Mm-hmm. Um, I love when the ex-keyboard player is having, like, that freak out and he's, like, trying to run in the water. I don't know what's exactly what was happening, but he was having that yeah. breakdown. And Maggie Gyllenhaal's character just takes the stick and throws it, and it's like a perfect shot, and it hits him, and he falls over. And it's like, why? <laughs> like, I love that that's a thing in this movie, but you can tell they were just like, wouldn't it be funny if, like, she just threw it, 
while he was running and it just somehow hit him perfect. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, sure, let's go for it. Mackie Chillenhall, interesting performance here. Mm-hmm. I don't... I don't know that we're supposed to know exactly what to get from her character. She's very... Very over, all over the place. Yeah, I think that's mainly by design. Yeah. And when she stabs him, Ch- mm-hmm. Chinchilla. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's when they go to America that it just sort of loses a bit of what it had for it when they're just locked in that cabin. Basically. That's where that movie's really great. And I think it's still very good afterwards, but it just kind of is like, okay. Oh. But there's just something about, like, confining us all into Frank's world, you know? Like, instead of being, like, it's, you know, Frank trying to navigate through this world that doesn't understand him. It's very much like when we're in that cabin, it's like, he is, like, the guiding voice of yeah. the entire world. Like, his, like, assertion that, like, oh, this is music, and, like, this, this, an entire album can be made from this doorknob or whatever, yeah, is, like, I love that. that's law. Yeah. Oh. But, yeah. It's one of, like, my favorite moments of the film. <laughs> He's like, this is great. This could be a whole album. <laughs> They're just all watching him, like, intently. Um. I, hmm. I don't know. I don't know where to go from here. There's just a lot to unpack here. It's a big movie. It really is the tale of two movies, almost, where it is that, like, really quirky, and then it gets, like, weirdly serious when they get to America. And then, like, that's fine. But... Yeah, I mean, I think they it it works better. It it does better at the comedy than it does at the drama. Mm-hmm. But I d- think that it's still, a, you know, a consistent viewing experience. I think it it works, even if it if it works, it works better for the comedy. But the drama still works yeah, well still enough. Lands. I weird that this is the same guy who did Room, right? <laughs> I was like, yeah, <laughs> very different movies. Um. I mean, there's there's the trapped in enclosed spaces with the, maybe that's why this yeah. film is best when they're in the cabin. Maybe they're that's like, directors just good at working within tight spaces. They were gonna make room, and they're like, "Who's good at working on this kind of thing?" Uh, there's this movie where they're like trapped in a cabin for like like a um, a year or whatever. Perfect. Get that guy. <laughs> he's going to be great. I think he does a good job on Room. I'm not saying he's bad on that. It's just that he's got some directorial range and that he can do a movie like that and then like this weird quirky comedy as well. Yeah. For sure. Um I'm interested in hearing some some more of your thoughts on this because again, just recently watched this and I <laughs> feel like I have some sort of insight, but I want to kind of hear what you're thinking. I never really take the time. I'm over here always talk about milk, talking about <laughs> Batman knocking ladies over. Yeah. I'm interested to hear a little bit from from Aaron on this one. I mean, you kind of like lightly touched on some of the what I would say is like some of the the 
bigger, I don't know, whatever you want to say, it's the point of this film or whether my takeaway or whatever, but like the whole kind of examination, somewhat satire of, but also kind of celebration of the music scene, like the whole idea, like, you know, we obviously have Donald Gleason's character, like you said, the whole uh, singing all his thoughts, like trying to find the right song. It's such a great way to open this film Mm -hmm. because it is both relatable, the whole you know, singing everything you see because you're just trying to find that one brilliant idea. Mm-hmm. And and then the moment where he just, like, thinks he found it, and then he's like, oh, no, that's the song I was listening to. <laughs> oh, God. But then, obviously, you know, you get... You get... What? Side note. I remember yeah. how I told you that story about the, uh, I think we're alone now? And I was like, that would be great for a horror movie. And I'm like, you saw it. the Strangers 2 They films. did it in Strangers 2 as well. And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, oh, there, it's already in 10 Cloverfield Lane. Now, that being said, they used the Tiffany version in the Strangers 2. So, I guess I'll give them points for that. Not as good. You, you're, you're giving points to the Strangers 2? Uh, no. Will I see <laughs> the Strangers 2 out of spite for the first one? Probably. Probably. I don't think you understand how spite works. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're going to see the new yeah, movie, yeah, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It means yeah. it means give them your money. Yes, yeah. yeah. It's like, hey, I hated your first one. Here's money to make more after the second one. <laughs> yeah, that's how that that's how spite works, right? <laughs> anyway, that just reminded me of like, oh yeah, the whole like this is the song that I was listening to, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, the the <laughs> Frank, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, like the whole idea, like there's both kind of like a satire of the music industry going on, where it's like Frank is considered this super genius, but all he is doing is you know like messing around with doorknobs and just doing whatever. He's spouting random nonsense. His his lyrics don't mean anything or whatever. So it's kind of just like. We have on one hand we have like the satire. It's like oh, uh, all these people are hoping they can find the perfect song to make it big. There's all these aspiring musicians out there, and then this one guy who is like becomes universally acclaimed or whatever is just this guy making random noises and saying random words or whatever. But then on the other hand, it's like not so much a satire. It's just kind of like a celebration of the power of music. Where it's just kind of like both how he finds music in like everything and how just these random words can become, like they almost do begin to make sense the more you listen to his lyrics and all that. And then we get like that, we we get this whole transition where it's like he doesn't really want to become the big band he doesn't want to become the popular band he's just it's the whole thing he has that breakdown at south by southwest but then when he gets back together with his group of friends the group of friends who are going to understand him and embrace him even when he doesn't have to hide behind the head anymore Mm -hmm. just kind of the whole idea of like music is just like this escape as this release as this way of this person who struggled with so much mental illness communicating with like communicating all his thoughts and feelings to the world, finding people and all sorts of stuff. So I think it's both kind of a satire of how the music industry works, 
where it's like this mad scramble to, for recognition, but the people who get recognized, it, it's not necessarily talent, it's just more like weird luck or weird taste or whatever that's dictating all of this. But then there's also this kind of like celebration of the power of music in our lives and just the way it can be, you know, just this pure expression of oneself and when they can't find any other way to communicate that. I like that. That's what I like about this film, yeah. I like that. It's good. I also think there's like a, kind of a, like a sub-message almost. It's like almost a double message. Not like they're like conflict, but like, yeah. uh, like uh, Don Hall, right? Donal. 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 That's what I'm looking for. Not Don Hall. <laughs> Donal. <laughs> Donal Gleason's character. Like, uh, you know, he wants nothing more than to be like famous, and like that's why his music sucks is because he's doing it for the wrong reasons. I think is, like, an interesting... Yeah, that's kind of... Yeah, that ties into, I think, what I was trying to talk about, like, the whole... Yeah. Seeing music, whether seeing it as the industry or seeing it as just, like... Because he doesn't understand what he's trying to communicate, really. Yeah, and then it's, like, also with Frank, it's like, hey, not everyone can make it or should make it, big should should or can make it big is what i'm trying to say there i just can't finish sentences <laughs> but uh there's like still that there's still that uh meaning there's still that purpose in doing that with your friends and being like hey you know it's yeah it's not that we're doing this to get famous. It's that we're doing this because we love it kind of thing. It, it, again, kind of building on that same thing. But I think there's just that interesting difference yeah. between the two characters. I think, I think, in fact, that this film is almost like a rebuttal of the notion of something as too indie. Like, I'm, I'm not, like, using that as an actual dismissive term. I'm just using <laughs> it as some dumb joke. Yeah. But, like, the whole idea that something is, like too quirky or whatever like there's some there's some films you watch where you're like this is so obviously never going to connect to a mainstream audience this was never going to be a huge box office success this is there's certain films where it's like i would put them on this list because i think you would like them but if i was to make a universal list of these are the hundred movies i would recommend to anybody mm-hmm. not all certain films wouldn't make it on there and this so in the same way, it's like it's like Frank's music, where it's like that's not ever going to be this huge popular thing. It's never going to be the next radio hit or whatever. In the same way, a lot of artists nowadays who are into more experimental and artsy stuff or whatever are never going to be the the you know top Billboard chart whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know music things. Is that a thing? Billboard charts. Yeah. Same thing. Well, okay. Right. <laughs> billboard. I mean, like, yeah, billboard's still a thing, but not in the same way. <laughs> yeah, like that. That still exists. But uh. But yeah, just the whole idea of just like art for the sake of art, art for the sake of expressing oneself, art for this 
sake of like finding a community that it does connect to and the power in that i think that's really cool and i think that's what this movie is you know expressing in more ways than one i feel like this is a question that needs to be asked on this podcast you you into the experimental artsy stuff in music i don't listen to a whole lot of music but like the stuff i do is more it's i wouldn't call it experimental it's just more like alternative indie stuff yeah that's yeah that's more where i'm at as far as music that i listen to in my free time because at work we like we have a like a bluetooth i'm trying i can't think of it like a bluetooth thing that we can hook up and play any music throughout the store and they always give it to me and i'm like okay well i can't play like half of the stuff i like in here not not because it's like inappropriate for a work setting some of it is (laughs) i'm not gonna be blasting lana del rey in the store but also it's like some of it's just like too weird like i i love the beatles favorite band of all time but some of their stuff is just like so out there i'm like i cannot play this in the store (laughs) but other than that i'm not like too into it it's like pink floyd pink floyd's super experimental and i understand they're good but i'm like can't do it i can't touch the pink floyd except for another brick in the wall and time time i think is the name of that one that was pretty good too. but yeah i don't know yeah but yeah uh, maybe that's what we want to leave this with it's just if this is not a movie that's going to be for everyone. No. But, like... That's okay. There is, like, a a power to it just being this kind of not-for-everyone movie. I'm feeling it. You feeling it? Yeah, didn't even... Um, didn't what? Didn't even, uh... Mentioned milk once. I, mean, I mentioned it, but not like in the context of the movie. And they were in a cabin, a lot like Evil Dead. And you know, I had plenty of opportunities. <sighs> all right, how much? How much are you feeling this? Where would you rank it? Uh, all right, I just I just ranked this, and I clicked off the list because I'm a dumb dumb, <laughs> and <laughs> I forgot we do this for whatever reason. I'm feeling this at a 19. Hmm. Below being John Malkovich, ahead of 2001, A Space Odyssey. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting ranking. Hmm. What about you? you Alright, so I have it pretty low. Okay. But, like, that's not a statement of this is a bad movie, because, again, these are all movies I recommended in the first place. Except for Blade and Blade 2. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but I have this ranked 33rd. Okay. Uh, behind Rubber, ahead of the town. Yeah. Those are two mo- That's really weird. What? Because Rubber and the town are in the exact same placements as yours, except for no Frank in the middle. So that's kind of <laughs> funny. Uh, yeah. And then Robocop right ahead of the town. Again, just wanna... Anyway, so next week, uh, it looks like we're going to be, uh, once again, Lacey is going to be uh, 
tearing me apart by hating one of my favorite films of all time. Because we will be looking at Pan's Labyrinth in anticipation of The Shape of Water. Now, here's the thing. Every every Guillermo del Toro movie I've seen, besides Blade 2 and Pacific Rim, love. So... I doubt. No, I, I honestly <laughs> think you're actually going to really enjoy this movie. This is one I think I'm enjoy. You really enjoyed uh, Devil's Backbone, so. Yeah. And by all accounts, this is the better of the two movies. Mm-hmm. So. And it's uh, streaming on Amazon Prime <laughs> currently. <laughs> yeah. I'm always down for that. And that's an excite. <laughs> renting movies is a little expensive sometimes. <laughs> it, yeah. Yeah. I remember when we started this and we were like, which ones you have access to? That's the ones yeah. we're going to cover. Eh, I don't care. But... It's fine. <laughs> it's like, whatever. I'm going to watch these I, movies eventually. I think there's like no big releases next week. So, man, we can just have like kind of free choice. Woohoo! Free choice. But, uh, before then, if you want to find us around the web, you can find Lacey. At Jake underscore Lace on Twitter. Find him at Jake Lace on Tumblr. Wrote a review for Justice League. I did. Did not like it. It's a bad movie. Uh, if you want to find David around the web, you can find him at dbax15 on Twitter. dbax with two S's. If you want to find me around the web, you can find me at Little Flame Dude on Twitter. You can find me at this clever blog name. It's already taken.tumblr.com. Also wrote a review for Justice League. Mm, liked it more than lazy. Yeah, that's not a whole lot more, but that's usually the opposite. Usually, I'm on the side of liking it more than you did, so it's kind of weird. Of like any movie, I'm so, telling you, you, just didn't lower your expectations enough. I guess not. Yours must have been really low. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they were. And if you want to find. The main podcaster on the web, you can find us at Reboot Already Underway on Twitter. Give us a like on Facebook. Check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes. And give us a good review if you like what we say. Yeah. Alright, so next week, Pan's Labyrinth. Looking forward to it. But until then, don't think it. Don't say it. Bye bye, man. Yeah, I, I feel ashamed. <laughs>